0: Hi, my name is Izzy and I'm the editor of this podcast. Listen in as we discuss the similarities and differences between Spanish Influenza and COVID-19. Thank you so much for listening, and without further ado, here's the host, Willa, and her co-host, Claire. Hi, my name is Willa. And my name is Claire. How do people contract Spanish Influenza and COVID-19? People contract Spanish Influenza and COVID-19 through droplets of mucus and saliva. This transmission is called airborne transmission. The most common way would be through a cough or sneeze. What are the symptoms of Spanish Influenza and how do these compare to the symptoms of COVID-19? The symptoms of Spanish Influenza presented like the flu, fever, cough, chills, body aches, and often pneumonia. The symptoms of COVID-19 vary from Spanish Influenza, although there is some overlap. These include cough, fever, body aches, GI symptoms, headache, and can result in pneumonia as well. Loss of sense and smell and taste are two symptoms that are unique to COVID-19. Patients who died from the Spanish Influenza often died of pneumonia, which is caused by bacteria and excess fluid in the lungs. Similarly, patients with COVID-19 could experience excess fluid and bacteria in their lungs. They described feeling like they are drowning. Some patients with COVID-19 experience blood clots, strokes, and heart attacks, which can result in death. These causes of death were not documented with Spanish influenza. How do people in 1918, and now in 2020, reduce the spread of Spanish influenza and COVID-19? Well, interestingly enough, not much has changed in a hundred years. The steps taken in 1918 are the same ways we prevent spread today. These methods include wearing masks, social distancing, washing hands, and sanitizing, sanitizing shared spaces. How did the Spanish influenza get its name? Simply said, the Spanish influenza got its name from Spain. During World War I, Spain was a neutral country and they were not reporting any wartime propaganda. Therefore, much of the reporting about the disease was coming out of Spain, and it was dubbed the Spanish Influenza. What was a common misconception about the Spanish Influenza and how does that compare to a common misconception about COVID-19? First of all, people in the United States believe that Spanish Influenza was contained in Europe. The truth was the first diagnosed case in March of 1918 on a military base in Kansas. It is likely that troops sent from the U.S. to Europe during World War I helped the spread of the virus in Europe. Experts are not sure exactly where the Spanish flu started. China, France, and Britain have been suggested as the possible origin of this strain. This thinking is similar to the current COVID pandemic. It was believed to have been contained in China, which led to a border closure. We know now from donated blood in Oregon and California that COVID was here in late 2019, and it was not just in China. So how exactly does COVID-19 compare to the Spanish influenza? Spanish flu was an H1N1 virus with origins in birds. COVID-19 is a coronavirus and likely originated in bats and is spread through bat blood or bat droppings, also called guano. Approximately 50 million people worldwide died from the Spanish flu. Of those, 675,000 were in the United States. To date, 109, 100, 1.98 million people have died of COVID-19 worldwide, with approximately 385,000 of those deaths being in the United States. The mortality rate, symptoms, and populations most affected differs between the two viruses. Obviously, in nineteen eighteen we did not have the flu vaccine or antibiotics or plasma antibody infusions. Mortality for the Spanish influenza was highest in people younger than age five, adults aged twenty to forty, and those older for COVID nineteen fatality rates increase with age, the most vulnerable populations being sixty five and older. Children seem to be spared the most more significant symptoms which lead to death. Interestingly, children can be asymptomatic carriers of COVID and spread it to older populations. What is similar in both pandemics is the pushback by certain people toward the mandate of wearing masks and social distancing. People protested this 100 years ago and are still protesting it today, claiming it is an infringement of their rights. Is the Spanish influenza still around today? Well, the simple answer is no, but there's a little more to it. It's not the exact same virus that we fought in 1918. Instead, it has mutated over and over again, passing between animals and humans, resulting in just another seasonal flu strain we see today. What can we learn from the Spanish influenza in our battle against COVID-19? We learned that good hygiene and prevention is key with a highly contagious disease. We learned that keeping windows open and being outside to work and play helps decrease the spread of an airborne illness. When outside, we are not sharing the same air with someone who might be infected. Air is circulated naturally outside. We learn that influenza viruses can mutate to various strains. In 2007, special permission was given to dig up bodies of those who have perished from Spanish flu to look at tissue samples. It was discovered that the surge of cases in the fall of 1918 was a more deadly mutated strain of the Spanish influenza. We are seeing COVID-19 mutate to more infectious or contagious strains today. In fact, Colorado was one of the first states in the U.S. with a new, more contagious strain from England. Hey everyone, it's me, Izzy here. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, it means a lot to us. I'd like to thank the following people who made this all possible. Our teacher, Maya, my amazing host, Willa, and my incredible co-host slash expert, Claire. If you want to learn more about the Spanish influenza or COVID-19, please visit cdc.gov. Remember to mask up and stay safe. Have a great day.